Japan by River Cruise is brought to you thanks to the kind generosity of our sponsors. Are you worried about the increasing likelihood of Japan going into lockdown and having to endure an extended period of self-isolation? Then get prepared now with our self-isolation survival seminar. We've brought Japan's best and brightest hikikomori out of hiding to teach you their top isolated living techniques, including stockpiling strategy, telework wisdom, and more. Classes will be held in the 1,800-person capacity Tokyo Grand Auditorium. But don't dally because seats are filling up fast. And in case you can't make it to Tokyo and to accommodate those who would rather take the classes via a screen, we are currently exploring the option of partnering with United Cinemas Japan to offer the seminar in movie theaters throughout the country. Find out more at www.thejapaneseway.com. Welcome back to Japan by River Cruise. I'm Bobby Judo. And I'm Ollie Horn. On today's show, Japan has finally, officially pulled out of the Olympics, which comes as no surprise to many, as pulling out has long been Japan's favorite method of prevention. Also, Ollie's got your River Cruise recommendation. Yeah, Ollie? Yes, I have. This week's recommendation comes from the Keiken Cruiser Kabushiki Gaisha, who has recently announced that due to new social distancing policy, their famous Tokyo Rush Hour Cruise Experience Cruise, where passengers are rammed into the boat at six times its legal capacity, while staff encourage them in with a confident shove, has been suspended. However, seizing the opportunity for a rebrand, it will be replaced with the Gaijin Seat Experience, where passengers can enjoy the same river cruise, but with an empty seat on either side of them. Plus, Japanese River Cruise Tunnel of Love Part 2. This week, a year-long cruise for married couples, featuring frequent stops for the husband to have extramarital sex, while the wife pretends to believe that the stops are work-related. We'll examine the reasons for this cruise's long-running popularity, despite the fact that everyone involved with it is fucking miserable. But first, Soap Talk. <laughs> Bobby Judah, how's your week been? Oh, it's awful. It's been really bad. Um, so this is the first time I'm publicizing this anywhere. I think it's a, a great little plot twist for our, our on, ongoing running coronavirus is not a big deal commentary. Uh, I got yeah. tested for it. Okay. And the results are in. I do not have the coronavirus. Great. So that means that your life is continuing as normal. No, not at all. I may as well have the coronavirus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why is this? So, okay, so I don't want to. I don't want to complain too much uh, because I understand there's a lot of different ways to look at this. I understand that that as somebody who got tested and doesn't have it, I am in a much better position than people who do have it. Uh, but for the background of the story, I posted on Twitter. Uh, I was at a thing for work last week, and I worked in very close quarters with this guy uh who makes a food products and he was wearing a mask but he was handling all the food products with his bare hands and he was spoon feeding me with a spoon that he had been handling with his bare hands that's hot he was he was hand feeding me and when the entire segment was over he casually said hey i'm really glad that i was able to do this because until this until like mid this morning i was running a fever of of 39.6, 
which is if, if you're on uh, a different temperature system, but that's an, that's a high fever. That's that's high. It's a moderately high fever. It's not like crazy high, but it's a definite fever. And so right. my immediate reaction and the staff's immediate reaction was like, why? What? <laughs> that's what? not cool. Yeah, that's not cool at all. Like how, like, how could you just like throw that out there casually? And how could you be so irresponsible in the middle of all this stuff to, to do this? Um, and so we kind of just said, well, he said, well, I have, I have uh, pollen allergies. And so sometimes, I, I, you know, I figured the fever might be from pollen allergies. Oh, my God. And it calmed down. So I figured it was okay. And we didn't make a big deal out of it. We did a, a very Japanese thing where we kind of went, okay, this is going to be okay. This is not, this won't be as bad as we think it is. We'll just kind of keep our heads down and keep going. Um, Was he apologetic? No, no, not really. Uh, I'm sure he is. Okay. So next part of the story is that I finished up this job, which was like a week long job. And then I, so two days after I met this guy, I finished up this job and I went home and can, can I, day, can I just ask before you yeah. carry on, was the food nice? Was it worth getting potentially ill? I, I have no complaints about the food. I mean, the job itself was a great job. I don't want to say any specifics because I don't want to get anybody <laughs> in trouble. Fine. Um, all right. <laughs> but it's like it's like it's like people who eat, who eat the, uh, the, what is it the blowfish, right? I yeah, I've yeah. never eaten blowfish. I have zero faith that blowfish is delicious enough to warrant risking death. So I was hoping that this might want to be one of these situations where the food was so exceptional. You were like, I'm going to risk getting a, a, a pathogen because it's so nice. But uh, you're being diplomatic. We'll move on with the rest of the story. Yeah, I like to the the lengths that I am willing to go to explain it. All I can say is it's not really like a dish as much as it is a mass produced condiment that's probably being consumed all over the country. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that, that said, um, with his bare hands. So that said, uh, two days later, <laughs> I <laughs> I go home, uh, and on the way home, I start to feel a little warm, and and like I've got all my bags. It's, it was a warm day. I had a couple of jackets on, and I was like, I'd probably just you know tired. I finished this job. I'm probably just hot. And I wake up the next morning, and I'm like, oh, I feel terrible. My whole body is aching, and I've I've definitely got a fever. And so I take my oh, temperature. Gosh. I'm running like like a 38 which is not as high as his fever. Uh, and then I go back to bed. I wake up a little bit later. I take my temperature again and I'm over 40. And uh, I'm like, ah. Uh. And so having just had the experience of, of working with someone who did not report, didn't self-report, and was like going around interacting with people, knowing that he had this fever, I was like, it would be extremely irresponsible of me to not find out if this is coronavirus and try to go on with my life. I've got two kids that if I have it, they definitely have it. Worried about yeah. my kids, worried about my wife, worried about anybody I met since I met that guy, which we're doing Shuzai. We're doing a report. Yeah. And so of you, course you've got you've got your side hustle of your condiment business, all the all that sauce which you make with your bare with your bare feet. With my bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> and you you know like one of the key ingredients in that is my saliva. So uh, <laughs> So I wanted to make sure everything was okay. And on top of that, you know, I'm riding around in a car with six dudes from this TV crew. Are uh, you allowed to get the test for free in Japan? Uh, no, I mean, no, it costs. But but so you're, first of all, you're not allowed to get the test, which I found out. I called. I'm like, <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I forgot about this recurring character. Yeah. <laughs> you have a guy. 
<laughs> you have to call the the Hoken Center, right? You have to call the the <laughs> health insurance guy. center, right? So I right. call them and, and I say, you know, I'm really worried about this and I've got a really high fever. I'm I'm like struggling. I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about work. And I made the mistake of saying work because they were like, well, we're not testing people so that they can go back to work. That's not why we're doing this. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm, right. or, yeah, I'm worried about spreading it. So yeah. they were like, well, then just, just stay alone by yourself. And I was like, yeah, but I've already interacted with people and this is the kind of work that I do. And I gave them all these details. I was like, this is how bad it is. This is how I, this is why I think I got it. These are all of the people that I've been in contact. This is all the trains I've been on. These are all, you know, the people I worked with who went back to a major city in Japan and they're doing the same kind of work. So they're going to be- This seems very yeah. responsible. And they said, well, you're not allowed to take it. Um, we, we discussed it. We looked at all your symptoms and we feel like it's not necessary for you to take it. You're of an age and a demographic where it won't be a fatal threat to you. And like, we don't feel that it's a priority for you to take it. And I said- I, that sounds ridiculous to me. And they said, well, if you're not satisfied, you can go to your local hospital. And if the local hospital feels that you warrant the test, then they can recommend that you take it. So I called my by the guy. Way, by, by the way, don't say any of the things which you've just said to us to them. Now, yeah. you know, now you know the things which will cause us to reject the test. Yeah. You're better prepared. Um, so I, I called so, so you go to your guy, guy you, yeah. you bring him a bottle of your special sauce. <laughs> so I just called him on the phone and I told him this is the situation and can I can I come in? And they said yes. And then they called me back instantly and they said, Don't come in. They said, We're oh. calling the 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 insurance place. We're calling the health place. I I know I've got the wrong translation of Hoken. There's two kinds of Hoken. One is insurance and one is something else. I don't know the word for it off the top of my head. But they said, uh we're calling them and we're going to just go ahead and tell them this is where my guy went to bat for me. He said, we're just going to go ahead and tell them to test you because one, we don't, if you possibly have it, which it sounds like you do, we don't want you coming to our hospital. Yeah. And, and number two, like not only have you done this trip where you met this dude, you were also in America. You were also traveling with people from Tokyo. You're also in, constant contact with people on trains and things like that so definitely one option the was they send you a test for you to conduct at home but they just didn't trust that you wouldn't uh, receive the test and throw it straight in the trash yeah. <laughs> so we need to find another way yeah so i went to a testing center and the way they test you is first they test you for everything else they do tests for flu they do tests for, they do a DNA test. They do x-rays to check out your lungs. And if they can't identify a different problem, then they'll give you the, then they'll decide on the spot if they think you're, you warrant the coronavirus test. Right. Because I've heard that this is, well, I, I've read that um, one of the things that sets Japan's attitude apart is there, that Japan has a much more robust system for testing for common pneumonia. And so a lot of cases which would have kind of gone through the the corona system in other countries are kind of you know the respiratory issues and the kind of complications that have caused older people to lose their lives are already better dealt with in japan so they kind of put them through that channel first i had heard something similar i hadn't heard that it's because they have a more robust system for testing it i heard it's because their strategy is to treat the symptoms and not the disease which is the japanese m medical system in general but 
when you yeah. come in and you present with symptoms of pneumonia, which the symptoms of coronavirus are very sim similar to pneumonia, you present with pneumonia, they treat you for pneumonia, most people get better. And then you've made a case of coronavirus disappear. And if you don't get better, then you died of pneumonia. And that that's why the coronavirus numbers are, are low. Um, or were until recently, but, uh, but so they ruled out all kinds of flus and then they took uh, a look at my lungs and they said, well, your lungs look like you've got a case of bronchitis and tonsillitis happening at the same time, but we can't rule out Corona. So we're going to test you for it. They tested me. Plus your DNA, DNA results have come back. Sorry to be the one to tell you, but you are, you are white. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they take DNA? What's that for? I don't know. I don't know. And like in my in my mind, I was like, I really want to confirm that I do not have this, but I also don't want a government to have my DNA on record. Yeah. But but so uh, I I was like, this is the responsible thing to do. I have to do it. And I took the test and I waited a day and a half and it came back negative. And I told everybody that it came back negative. And then everyone was like, okay, you're going to have to stay home from work for two weeks. You're like, no, 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 no. I just said I tested negative. Yeah. And so this is this On is where I can. On what basis are you got to stay home for two weeks? So. What's the logic? There's a couple of lines of reasoning. One is that just that everybody's terrified. Everybody's terrified. And they figure like, well, if you were bad enough that you needed to be tested and that the centers decided that you were suspect enough that you needed to be tested, then we want to stay away from you. The other thing is there are a handful of stories going around in the news that says somebody tested negative and then a handful of days later they tested positive again. So there's no guarantee that just because you tested negative, it doesn't mean you don't have it, which, which like there's an incubation period. And so they want you to stay away for the length of the incubation period to make sure you don't have it. But the thing that I can't- How does the test actually happen, by the way? Do they shove, I've seen on YouTube people shove something up your nose. Nose and throat. And it's right. very uncomfortable. But if you've ever had a flu test, it's the same. Um, but so so the argument that I kept having with different people um, was that they would say, well, we know that you've tested negative. It's great that you've tested negative, but there's no guarantee that you don't have it. And so to protect your reputation and to protect you from liability, it's better that you don't go in anywhere because if you do and then someone in your immediate area gets coronavirus they're gonna assume it was from you or they'll be able to pin it on you and my response to that somebody going like well you got tested and it says you're negative but there's no guarantee that you're actually negative it's like i could say the exact same thing about you or any other person in the company right now every right exactly in the country who every person in the world who hasn't been tested is also equally likely to be positive. The only difference between me and that person is that I tested negative. <laughs> <laughs> and they would be like, well, yeah, but like you already had a fever once. So like, what if you get a fever tomorrow? And it's like, what if you get a fever tomorrow? <laughs> uh, I, I can just imagine how frustrating these conversations must have been, especially having them in Japanese. Because yeah. people, because th th there does there does come, uh, and I don't think this is typical to Japan, but I've but you feel it when you're 
speaking your second language that you realize that the conversation has to extend beyond logic right because logic doesn't work with them anymore right you've you've got to the the we've got to the yeah. end point of the conversation where yeah. you've given enough analogies and you have to start appealing to some to somewhere else and it's that right where where like words like meiwaku start coming in where you're now having to to like choose the right word to make them think of some emotion that might make them change, yeah. right? So like, I, I remember I got someone to do something by saying, wouldn't this be causing meiwaka to another person? And once they hear, oh, meiwaka is like the Japanese word for being bothersome. They're like, hmm, yes, it is a bad thing to be bothersome. Maybe we shouldn't be doing that. So I, 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 what were your strategies? How did you try and persuade? Because this is serious, right? Because it means you can't work. If you don't work, you don't get paid, right? You're a freelancer. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a freelancer. So if I'm not appearing on TV, I'm not getting paid anything. And so I've already lost a substantial amount of money for this. But what, what you were saying about like, you reach the end point of the logic and you like the language changes. Yeah, it was interesting, because I was arguing my side of it. And I can still see that side of like, well, well, imagine how somebody else would feel if you said, well, I tested negative, And I came back to work. And then you know, the person that you're reporting on the next day, is like, wait a minute, he had a fever three days ago. They'll feel exactly how you felt when you found out that that yeah. guy had a fever. And I was like, yeah, except I wouldn't have been so worried had he tested negative. Sure. And also, if he'd said up front, um, I've had a fever. Yeah. I'm going to be washing my hands more thoroughly and I'm not going to be feeding you with my hands, et cetera, et cetera. And but I tested negative. But <laughs> right. But they're not thinking of... about you. They're thinking yeah. about themselves because they're thinking about their, their, their boss saying to them, yeah. hang on a minute. You said that it was okay for him to work. That's yeah. that's the thing they're protecting themselves against, isn't it? Yeah. The, the thing that frustrated me was this idea that they're doing it to protect me from liability when it's like, yeah, you're clearly protecting yourself from liability. And had I never taken the test and just stayed home a day sick, this wouldn't be happening. Um, and and sorry, that idea of like the language changing, they changed their language because you can't really... I think they couldn't really argue with my logic. And so their phrasing just got more aggressive to the point where somebody I was talking to was like, yes, but if you continue to come to work, you are keen will baramaiteru, which keen is bacteria and baramaiteru is just like throwing it around and spreading it around. And I was like, <laughs> that seems like such a horribly rude thing to say to me. Yeah. But... Who knows? Who knows, man? I understand that everybody's terrified. I understand the stress and the fear behind it. But like you do read about sickness discrimination in Japan. And when I'm looking at like the potential, not the potential, it's now actually the actual financial loss uh, because of this. It's pretty hard because I felt like I did the responsible thing and I fucked myself because of it. Oh, not to mention that the, uh, the production company required all of the people who were on location with me to self-quarantine for 20 days too. So that's six people that are out of work for 20 days because I took the test. Do we have any, uh, any letters? Yeah, we do. Uh, we have a message from a Brian named David. Uh, David. And this David is named Tom. And <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing with this male corner, man? What are we even doing? Uh, he says... How on earth can River Cruises still be running amidst the COVID pandemic? Um, and I just want to make sure that he is aware that the COVID pandemic only actually became a pandemic in Japan like two days ago 
when they announced that the Olympics was not going to happen. Then the numbers yeah. shot up like crazy, which is a crazy coincidence if you think about it. Uh, as far as we're aware, the industry is not affected. Well, but I can only I can only say that based on my current awareness. Uh, I can tell you that they made some savvy moves early on, and a lot of river cruise companies partnered with government clinics uh, to offer treatment for pneumonia on board. So, perfect. Yeah, let's look at the news. Bobby, yes. obviously the main the main news is. We are in quarantine. Are you in quarantine? Well, I'm in Malaysia. And Malaysia is in lockdown. So you're not allowed to leave your house unless it's to go and buy food. And it's uh, it's taken pretty seriously. I mean, yeah. so, you know, there's, there's roadblocks. And um, I mean, it's taken seriously unless it's a religious gathering, in which case thousands of people are allowed to go and pray together, but praying also, that the virus goes away. If you're in Malaysia, you shouldn't even have to go out to buy food because they have this app called Grab. That uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you can order home cooked meals and all kinds of food. Yeah. yeah, and it's delicious. It's like properly nice. Well, that, well, that is true. And pe- people, this is a, a this is a pretty trite joke, but people are going, "Oh, this is terrible. You're spending all day at home and ordering food in for two weeks." But that that has been my life. I mean, I do just spend all day at home on my computer. The only way my life is different is in the evening. I'm not going out and performing. Yeah, uh, and I tried to find a substitute for that. Um, well, in fact, that's not the only difference to my life. The other difference is I'm now uh, plotting. I'm now spending money on festivals, which I'm 95% sure will not be going ahead. And I'm watching as uh, just my, my emails are uh, just uh, uh, just basically, I think I've got one final engagement in the diary that hasn't been cancelled this year. Other than that, I, um, I've got nothing left. Yeah. But anyway, uh, enough about me. Uh, the Olympics. Uh, have finally been cancelled, and I loved I love the fact that the Olympics were cancelled only after certain major countries went. We're not turning up. Yeah, yeah, which is which is the analogy I can think of is it's like your girlfriend coming up to you and saying, "I'm leaving," and then you one week later going, "Listen, I've considered all the options, and I think it's best that we're not together, <laughs> we're not together anymore." Yeah, you can't it's, fire me. I quit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's absolutely absurd. The the funniest uh thing that I saw was a clip of of some uh, spokesperson and the question was will the if the Olympics ha- happen next year will they be called the 2021 Olympics and she went, "Nope. It's the 2020 Olympics." Like she was she was really like resolute and kind of strong about this point that we have agreed to host the 2020 Olympics. We picked the name 2020, not in relation to the date. Now, a lot of people think this, but no, it's because it's a nice name. <laughs> uh, you know why? Actually, uh, it's not about the the date or the year. It's called the 2020 Olympics because in hindsight, they shouldn't have done it. Hey! hey! Mad. Absolutely mad. You told me uh, we were going to talk about this and we were not going to discuss the spokesperson who made the official announcement. And I, and yes. you said, we're not going to make the easy joke about his ridiculous name. And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And then today I was just scrolling through articles and was like, <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Well, should we just say what his name is and then uh, confidently move on? Well, let's... let's um, Let's say a synonym for his name. Go on. Um, phallus unit of measurement. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. 
Nah. Uh, we've said we won't, and we won't. Uh, if anyone's interested, go and find out the person that announced the Olympics were postponed. You'll uh, recognize it immediately. Like, I, yeah, I had no idea what he was talking about, it, and I saw it, and I was like, oh! <laughs> there it is. There it is. The consequences of this are huge, right? Because, firstly, loads of events... That loads of event spaces and caterers and hotels yep. had not received bookings on the basis that they blocked out this period for the Olympics. So now not only are they blocking out, have they blocked out this period and now they've got no one to stay or no one to cater for or no one to use their halls, but also next year they're going to have to block out some dates too and you know hope, hope to, to recoup some of their losses. Um, there's a chance that it might not happen in the summer because it was daft to have it happen in the summer anyway. Yeah. The stock it, it market seems- dropped. I think uh, the Nikkei exchange dropped drastically uh, when they opened after uh, announcing that they were not going to be that they were going to be postponing the Olympics. So there's still talk that they might try to do it in winter of this year. Um, I don't okay. think that's very likely. No. Uh, and I heard they hadn't they hadn't even sold all the tickets for even the opening ceremony. There were still loads of unsold tickets. I actually never realised that it's common in the Olympics to have empty seats. Like my impression of the London Olympics, obviously this was ages ago. When was it? Twenty twelve, I guess. Uh, my impression of the London Olympics was it was just everything was sold out. It was really hard to get a ticket, but apparently that's not the case. Uh, but uh, they do have uh, a, a no refund policy, which I thought was very brave of them. How are people in Japan taking the news? Well, I mean, the biggest the biggest thing that uh, people are focusing on is the fact that immediately after they announced that they were postponing them, the infection numbers jumped by like like 5,000 for right. Tokyo in a day. Oh, the virus. Yeah. The I one that we don't have to pretend we don't have anymore. I don't know. I don't know if this is true. Like I, I, my instinct is to not believe conspiracy theories. Right. And people have been saying this, right. That Japan, that Japan tried to have a cover up. They tried to pretend that they didn't have as many cases as they did on the basis that the Olympics would go ahead. But that can't be right. Cause the logic is so, so piss weak because even if Japan lies and says we don't have any cases, the, the Olympics are an event where people from the rest of the world come to Japan. So the Olympics only go ahead if the rest of the world also go, us too, weirdly. No case. Like if, if we'll just pretend it doesn't exist, it only the, Japan's logic only works, or the, rather this conspiracy theory logic only works if every country in the world pretends that the problem is less severe than it is, which I suppose is what many countries are doing. Many countries, I mean a handful of them, uh, both both of my countries, uh, Japan and America, were doing that. But no, I mean, you can find articles about it. Their strategy was to not acknowledge that it was it was corona, to treat it as something else. And um they were so committed to having the Olympics. They'd they'd gone all in. Their economy was tied to it. Their image is tied to it. And it's everything it's, was tied to it. I mean, I, I can yeah. think of events going all the way back to the year that it was announced that Japan got the Olympics, which is what, like three over three three years ago now. Yeah. Possibly more. Where something that was seemingly unrelated, right? Like I remember um emceeing an event on Machitsukuri. Uh Machitsukuri. And Magitskuri, right? How to make and and how students uh, and how the needs of students can be taken into account for Magitskuri. And that's one of the ones into- where it changes. So it's not Magitskuri; it's Magizukuri. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe in next week's um, Sekken Banashi, we can, we can talk about it. Great. 
but even back then, right? For for a Tokyo Olympic event, the panelists were going, "Well, of course, all of this investment uh, yeah. will be worthwhile." You know, should you be making road signs more friendly? That is to say, should you be translating or like Hakata Eki? Right now on the subway map, it says Hakata Eki. Hakata is the name of the the, the town, and Eki means station. But then some translations do what I think you should do, which is to say they should translate the word eki and make yeah. it hakata. There, there's examples like, should we say Meiji Dori or Meiji Street or Meiji Dori Street? And there's these all right. these debates about it and they pump all these resources into it. But all of this discussion was predicated on the Olympics are happening in Tokyo in four years. Now yeah. this is important. So like everything was framed through the lens of the Olympics. And now that's gone, Japan might suffer some kind of existential crisis. Well, there was already the concern that, you know, the economy was going to tank after the Olympics because you put all of this money into developing these things that are basically one-time use. Like the the Olympic Stadium, everyone was like, okay, we're putting all this money into the Olympic Stadium. What are we going to do with it afterwards? Do countries profit from hosting the Olympics? It's my understanding that they tend to they tend to spend more than they earn. Yeah, I think that was true for the London Olympics. But, for example, a mayor who hosts the city, they say, well, you can't really put a price on the on the vanity soft power that, that is generated. Yeah, but would a country really, like, would, would the people in charge really do things for vanity uh, in their own image and their own status if it wouldn't actually benefit the people of that country? That's a very good point, Bobby. Thank you. Yeah. We haven't even had the Olympics and we've got the economic disaster. <laughs> <laughs> When you say that, this, it is an absolute, absolute calamity, isn't it? I guess it, I mean, you really cannot have your cake and also get diarrhea. You, you, you can have your coronavirus test, test negative, and still lose all your work. Very glad that we've covered the Olympics postponement in sufficient detail. Bobby, based on two weeks being out of work, are your children going to be able to eat? Uh, we'll make it. Yeah, it's not going to be fun. But uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll be okay in the long run. Oh, you've just pulled on my heartstrings now. Bobby, <laughs> you've, I feel like I want to donate some money to the podcast. I've, I've enjoyed 27 consecutive episodes. Well, if you if you really have enjoyed listening to the two seasons, you know, the work we put into this almost, really almost every week, um, and you enjoy the content, and you'd like to uh, contribute or you'd like to show your appreciation, we have set up a Japan by River Cruise page on buymeacoffee.com. If you go to buymeacoffee.com slash Japan by River Cruise, which Ali set up and Ali controls and Ali has all the financial access to, uh, you can yeah. show us some love. We would very much appreciate that. If you buy one coffee, Bobby and I will share it. We don't mind sharing a straw. I have confidence that Bobby's uh, corona test virus, uh, coronavirus test uh, is, is, is negative. So uh, No sickness discrimination here. Absolutely. But if you're worried about the fact that um, maybe we shouldn't be sharing a coffee, buy us two. Um, although there's no option to buy two. You can either buy one, three or five. In that case, uh, three coffees and I'll have two. But genuinely, thanks very much for tuning in week after week to this absolute guff. We do work very hard. And uh, if you do have a job which has not been affected by the virus and you can spare uh, a little bit of spare change to buy us a coffee, then we would appreciate it. Yeah, we uh, we work hard to get to get this podcast done every week, and uh, for the next twenty days at least, we will have no excuses for not 
So, uh, so <laughs> next continue, week's podcast is definitely happening. Continue checking in. Uh, send us a message, and uh, you can find us as always on Twitter and Instagrams by searching Bobby Judo or Ollie Horn.